Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Kelsey Martin is a speech-language pathologist in private practice in Waxhaw, North Carolina. She's also a mom and wanted to make sure that she created a private practice with intention so that she could spend as much time as possible with her young children while financially providing for her family as an SLP and business owner. So if you're the kind of person that wants to create a private practice so that you can have more balance in your life, you are going to love Kelsey's story. So stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. There are lots of reasons why SLPs start private practices. I talk about the main drivers for SLPs starting private practices as freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, and finances. The SLP that you are about to meet, Kelsey Martin, holds freedom and flexibility dear to her heart because she wants to maximize the time she's able to spend with her family. For those of you who are parents or planning to have a family one day, I'm sure that you get this, and maybe you want it too. And if you're not a parent or don't intend on having kids, no judgment, I'm sure there are things that you would like more freedom and flexibility and time to be doing, and that you also want more balance and time to be able to do those things. I try to get SLPs to think about private practice differently, not as much as a job setting, but it's something you create for yourself so that you can have what you want for yourself in your family. And the cool thing is that I've gotten to watch Kelsey start her private practice from scratch. When you see me on video and you see my office and I have all those post-it notes behind me with the names of my students in the Start Your Private Practice program, Kelsey's name is down there on the second row. I see her name every day And I think back to when she was one of the original members in my program and how much she's grown since then. The cool thing is, is that I'm able to support private practitioners 
at different legs of their private practice journey. And for Kelsey, I've been able to help her on the beginning leg of her journey. And now on the next leg is she joined my higher level program to help people get to the six figure level and grow their private practices. So when you hear her talk about six, she's talking about that program and community of private practitioners who are working on hiring, getting into their next office spaces, and truly becoming the CEO of their businesses. Enrollment for that program is coming up. And so if you're already earning about $2,000 a month in private practice, and you need help with increasing your income, hiring a terrific team, getting systems in place, and becoming a CEO, head on over to sixfigurepriватепрактис.com and sign up to learn more. But for now, let me introduce you to Kelsey as she shares her private practice journey. Okay, so before we dive in, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? Yes, I am Kelsey Martin, and I am the owner of Playful Communication in Waxhaw, North Carolina. It's a small-ish, but rapidly growing town outside of Charlotte. I love it. And here's one cool thing, listeners. Kelsey and I have kind of been together from the beginning. She was one of the very first people to join my Start Your Private Practice program way back in, I think, 2018, like November 2018. Yep. It was November, 2018. That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. So we're going to, we're going to talk about where she was in life when she decided to to join that program. But before that, take us back to your early career. What, what were you doing like as a CF or when you first started in the field? Well, those are definitely important things to cover because I think they shape, <laughs> you can kind of listen to this and it shapes out where I am today. Um, so let's see, I graduated in 2014 and I'm originally from Southern Illinois, but my husband worked to put me through grad school. And so then when, as soon as I graduated, we were shipping out to go wherever he wanted to go to school. <laughs> so we landed in Wake Forest, North Carolina um, for him to go to seminary. So when we came out here, I started my CF as an independent contractor, which I now know was probably not the best thing to do or maybe the right thing, (laughs) Um, but that's what I did. And um, I was an independent contractor doing early intervention work. And oh my goodness, like I, I wanted to do early intervention just clinically. That was always one of my biggest interests. Um, all through school. And so when I was looking for jobs as a new grad, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't fully know what comes with being an early interventionist. I was very green. (laughs) And I just knew I wanted to work with the little ones with speech and language development. So um, with my job, I ended up driving all over rural North Carolina, um, especially because here our early intervention um, state program is called the CDSA. And when you say that you can take on one of their clients, when they have somebody needing a therapist, you would submit your bio. And like, if you could take on that client, you'd submit a bio. And then the family would get all the bios of the available therapists and get to pick theirs. So where we were was a really, I mean, it was like outside of Raleigh. So there were tons of clinicians, 
So I like never got the clients in Raleigh and Wake Forest, (laughs) but where I could get a steady caseload was the rural areas that nobody else wanted to drive to. So I truly drove all over the place. I mean, oh my goodness, but I just learned so much as a person not so much like clinically, but I learned so much as a person and grew so much as a person because I was going into the low SES communities that were highly underserved and just gained a wealth of knowledge and experience of like cultural diversity and lessons that I'm just carrying in, especially today in today's climate. So I drove all over the place seeing all these kids in their homes and in mom and pop daycares and head starts and preschools. And I did that for a couple of years until I turned 26. And what happens when you turn 26? You go off your parents' insurance. And so I couldn't be a contractor anymore. And after driving all over the place, now I look back and reflect very fondly on that time. But at that time, I was like, I'm doing something totally different. <laughs> And, um, so I just kind of changed to where I was like, I don't want to be driving anymore. I was really craving friendship and relationship from coworkers. Cause I'd been in my car by myself for two years. And I also was craving mentorship and having other therapists around me that could help me grow as a therapist. Um, because that, like I said, I'd been by myself. So nobody had been helping me understand how to be a better SLP. So I just, I took a job at really a wonderful job. I, I feel like I landed the job is the better, is the better term there um, at a multidisciplinary clinic where I worked from eight to six 30 and saw kiddos back to back to back to back with a wonderful team of SLPs around me and occupational therapists and physical therapists and developmental therapists. And it was just, I mean, it was a tiring experience. I was, I didn't realize how exhausting it was until I wasn't doing it anymore, (laughs) but I learned so much because I was seeing so many kids. I mean, there was a season where I saw like 19 kids a day back to back to back to back, which is really crazy to me now because I see 15 kids a week. (laughs) So I'm like, Oh my goodness. I used to do all this in one day. Like this, this is wild. And that wasn't every day, but there were, you know, things, caseloads ebb and flow. Um, but there were seasons where I was slammed, but I just, Oh my goodness. Like I had such a huge variety of clients and just in the best, oh my gosh, the best SLPs around me that just helped me learn how to be a better clinician. Um, And so then my husband graduated and he graduated from seminary and got his, um, got the job here as a pastor. And so that's what landed us in Waxhaw. And when we moved, I was pregnant and also knowing physically I needed a break. (laughs) I'd been chugging along for two years at that high pace. So I knew I needed some time and I really wanted to focus on the church and getting settled. We also have 
our son, Isaac, he has Down syndrome. And so I knew there'd be a lot of adjustments for him. And so I wanted to be present. Um, And I knew coming here, I was like, this is the time. Like, I'm going to take a break from what I've been doing. And I'm going to start heading towards that private practice dream that I've had sitting on the shelf. I mean, it was just perfect timing. Um, and so that's what I did. And that was in the summer of 2018 when we moved here. So I discovered you in November. Um, and it just was all perfect timing to get that dream up and going. I love that. And a lot of people say that, you know, when you first start your career, you're like kind of willing to do anything, see anyone drive anywhere. Yes. Right? You know, <laughs> early SLPs are like the most eager, you know, uh, do good bunch, right? Good yes. dudes, right? And then you, you get a couple of years into it and, or you start to have a family and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you can't quite do that anymore, right? You've kind of, you were so happy to do it when you could, but all of a sudden now that you have, you know, a family to think about that you want to, you know, not only be, you know, present for, you know, time-wise, but also to, to not be, you know, overtired or stressed out, burned out, et cetera. So, okay. So you started to think about, you know, shifting into private practice. So, so what did that look like for you? Well, I was a stay-at-home mom at that point with Isaac. And so we were blessed to where my husband's job was able to carry us financially um, to where it really allowed me to go slow and focus. We weren't dependent on me like starting this thing up and it having to be hugely successful because our livelihood was dependent on this income. Um, So it was really a perfect scenario to where I was able to to just build a solid foundation at a slow pace. And so I had discovered you, I guess, on, I had to have been on social media in some way. I'm sure I saw like a Facebook ad or something (laughs) where I was like, okay, this is what, this is what I need. uh, Cause I knew I needed help to get, to get off the ground. So I signed up for start and I walked through the module. So that was in November and my daughter was born the following March in 2019. So I did the modules and got all that foundational stuff of like my why and my where and my who and all that stuff. I I did all that dreaming and shaping. And then I had Ray and then it was like, okay, all that can sit over here for a second because I've got this beautiful little baby here and my eyes and my mind are going to be on her. Um, and so I, I just, I just dove straight into motherhood and loved that season. I mean, like what a gift, you know, that I was able to just be fully there for all of those early days. That was just such a dream come true for me. Um, and then it was, she was about six months old where I was, well, I guess it was like four to five months old when it was that summer where I was like, okay, like I need to, there's some things now that I've got to do and get rolling so that when I'm finished with this maternity leave, so to speak, I'll be set and ready, ready for it. So I think then like in the summer is when I started tackling all the legal things, like 
getting my PLLC and then spending nap times building my website and my logo and all those little, all those little things, quote unquote, that, you know, are big whenever you're first starting out. And so I, I got all of that done through that fall. And then it was like that following November of 2019, when I uh, launched my website, put it out there and just kind of did it with open hands. Just, I didn't, like I said, like our situation, I wasn't, it wasn't pressing for me to just go at it, but I just put it out and was like, okay, my goal is that in January, maybe I'll start seeing some clients. And that is exactly what happened (laughs) through like December. um, I started getting some inquiries and then, which was really, it was like a, I had only had my website out there for like a couple of weeks and I didn't do any other marketing. It was just Google searches or responding on mom, mom's group, Facebook posts. I just started anytime I went through and anytime somebody had mentioned speech, I, even if it was like weeks ago, I was like, Hey, not sure if you found anybody. (laughs) Um, but I have a practice in Waxhaw and, um, just started responding on there and just making myself present on those moms groups. And it was January when I started getting calls to set up a vows. Then of course the pandemic hit like two months later. (laughs) Um, so I, I had just my little handful of clients that I was seeing, which was great. Like it was perfect because, um, I would wait until my husband would come home from work and then I would, go and see these clients and we never had this need for childcare or anything. So it was perfect. I I was not like, you know, I was not the person sitting around being like, I don't have enough clients. Like, you know, I was like, this is great. You know, I'm doing like three, four, five sessions a week. This is perfect. Um, and I get to be with my kids and I get to see my husband a lot, but I still get to do what I love. And so I just kind of delicately paced through 2020 And then, um, in, it was that following August, I feel like when people started to think, you know, cause we were kind of all on pause and then it was like, okay, maybe we can get back to doing some things (laughs) at the end of that summer. And that's really when the wheels started to churn. And that's, that's when I got traction and it just kept building and building until come December, I was totally full. Um, and that even involved putting my daughter in preschool two mornings a week. So now I sit at 15 sessions a week and which is perfect for me and my why. I mean, um, one of the first modules would start, you have us write down our why. And I had actually went and dug that up in, for talking to you just because I was like, what did, what did I say? And I had said, my why was that I wanted to be the room mom. Like I wanted to have the ability to be present for all my kids, everything. And like you said, like, yes, I spent the first little bit driving all over creation. And then I spent that next chunk of my career working eight to six 30 and jam packed hours. And I knew, even though I loved both of those experiences for different reasons and I treasure them, 
I knew neither one of those things were going to work with this season of my life. Um, and so that my why was, I want to be doing this, but I want to stay small on purpose so that I can be present for everything in my children's lives. I, when, when they need a mom to come help with the Valentine's day party at school, I want to be able to raise my hand and say, I'm going to be there because I just don't want to miss any of it. I feel like I have just the best gig, like the sweetest gig. I mean, like I, I come home every day and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just, I just got to do that. Like I got to go and see some clients in the morning. Well, I get to drive my daughter to preschool at 9 a.m., drop her off, go see a couple kids in my office, go have a casual lunch. And then I get to go pick up my daughter at two. And then I get the whole rest of the day with her. Like, it's just like, I constantly shocked that this is what I get to do and how I get to do it. It just feels like I struck gold. (laughs) You, you created something, right? Yeah. So, so, So struck gold. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. (laughs) But another way to look at it is that you built something that is perfect for you and perfect for your family, like in this season of your life, right? That's really what I want people to think about. When you're thinking about private practice, I I see it a little differently as some other people, right? Some people think of it as like another job setting. You're in school, Mm -hmm. you're in hospital, or you're in private practice. And maybe that's true if you work for somebody else's private practice. But if you're starting your own private practice, I want it to be by design. I want people to design a private practice that will help them reach their personal goals, their professional goals, and their financial goals. And if that means being able to be the room mother, right? Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And and I think that's such an important thing, too, is you actually had a post on your Instagram that had like two columns and I commented on, it. I was like, that is so true. You had two columns about the old way and the, the new way of doing private practice. And I think, I do think, you know, I've wanted to do private practice since grad school. I mean, my last, my final graduate class was like a career development class And we, our professor would bring in SLPs from different settings and we would interview them and ask them questions. And several of those were private practice owners. Um, And so then we had to write down like this five and 10 year goal. And on my five and 10 year goals, I still have that paper (laughs) because I'm the SLP. You know, don't we all have like binders of all of our grad school notes? I do. Too. So I still have it tucked in there. Um, but I mentioned private practice. That's that's what I wanted to do, mainly because I like control and I like independence. And I don't really like other people telling me what to do. So my husband's going to hear this and be like, yes, yes, that is <laughs> that is exactly right. Um, but I definitely went into that dream thinking it had to look a certain way. and. That meant for me, brick and mortar, multidisciplinary, you know, this big bustling practice. And, and I still have dreams like that. It doesn't mean that I don't still have that thought or that, that vision. Um, But in this current season, when I have little ones, that is not successful for me. 
And I think that's really what you have to remember when you're on this journey is you see other private practice owners, they have this, and this one has this, and theirs looks like this. And you can be tempted to think, well, mine's not successful because I haven't done those things. But the truth is, is that success is fully based on you and your life and what looks successful for you. Not, there's no measuring stick for success. That's just a general measuring stick that we pull out and be like, okay, now you've reached it. You know, that doesn't exist. And so for me, you know, my, I go back to my why, and then I think about um, my marriage and my relationship with my kids. And, and I mean, my time with my church family and all these other things that I have going on. And I use those as my measuring stick to see, is this private practice that I've built successful for me and my life? And right now in this current season, what I'm doing, 15 sessions a week, I have a one room little office, super low overhead. Um, I see a lot of families in their homes when it's more applicable or, or more appropriate for that client, like my real little ones. And that, I mean, to me, this is hugely successful for me and my life right now. And that doesn't mean that that it's not going to shift, you know, and change. And, and obviously I do have a lot of goals and a lot of dreams, but I mean, I just feel like I'm, I'm just sitting in success for what I'm currently doing with my current life. And I just think that's so important for everybody to personally evaluate. You are amazing, Kelsey. Like you, the way that you just <laughs> describe that, like listeners, listen to what she's saying, right? That success isn't what you see other people achieving. It is what you are doing for yourself and for your life, right? I love that you said that you're measuring success by, you know, the quality time with your kids, your husband, your church family, mm-hmm. you know, hobbies, like whatever, right? Like we want to be able to do what we want like in this life, right? Like I think a lot of people go into the field of speech pathology because we hear it's a flexible field. Yes. And then you kind of get into the field and realize it's not really that flexible or it's not <laughs> as flexible as people think it is, right? When when our profession's always on, you know, CNN, best careers and money magazine, yep. best, you know, whatever, right? But you have to create something that works for your family. So kudos mm-hmm. for you for figuring out how to do that and to have a private practice that is successful by your standards, because that's the only standards that matter. Right. Yes, exactly. I love it. Mm -hmm. So you and I got started together when you joined Start Your Private Practice at the very beginning. Y'all, she was one of the very first (laughs) students in that program, which is so cool. And then a really cool thing happened, which is that a lot of people in Start Your Private Practice Well, they started as beginners, but then they weren't beginners, you know, for very long. And now they're getting to the point where they got to think about hiring and about really increasing their income systems and all that kind of stuff. So I had to start a whole new program, which is called (laughs) Six Figure Private Practice. And Kelsey was also one of the first people to join that program. So tell me a little bit, Kelsey, or or tell, tell the listeners, you know, what has it been like to transition from kind of beginner level private practitioner to starting to think about what this next phase could look like for you? I guess my decision 
to pursue six. One of, one of the indicators for me was I've been in the start group on Facebook and I started to realize that most of the questions being asked were questions that I had already, I was past that stage. And so it was getting to the point where, um, not that that group, I mean, I still, I still glean a ton from that group. Um, we can definitely still learn from those that are a little bit behind us in the journey. Um, so I'm not saying that at all, but I just had realized like I wasn't on there as often or the questions being asked weren't as applicable to me. And it actually shifted to where I was starting to answer the questions. <laughs> and so instead of asking them, and so I was really like, okay, I've, I've got this solid foundation rolling. And, and also I of note, like all that was private pay, everything that I've been doing up until gosh, well, this month, this month is now I'm in network with insurance, but everything up until that point was all private pay. And, and I had listened to one of your podcasts. It was Carrie Hennett. Oh, Hennett. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And she's local to me, but I didn't know that. I actually learned of her from listening to your podcast. <laughs> Um, she is wonderful. We have had phone conversations since then. She is super nice and super helpful. And she actually mentioned on that podcast that for her, systematic growth was dependent on her becoming an insurance provider. And so I, I was like, okay, I know I want to grow in some capacity. I'm at my cap. But that doesn't mean that I couldn't bring another therapist on board to do this with me, especially because I'm only in my office Fridays and two mornings a week. So there's tons of time in my office that somebody else could be doing this too. And which makes me excited because I love this flexibility so much. I'm like, I want to bring somebody else on to be able to have this opportunity. So I, that's been churning, you know, I'd say like, in the fall, as my caseload was building, I was like, okay, I'm going to reach a ceiling that I, where I can't do more. And so the only way for either my business to grow or for me to broaden my impact on my community is going to be if I bring somebody else on, hire them or, or do something. But where I sat was kind of where I sat before start. And I was like, okay, I know these things need to happen but I have no idea how to do them. And for me, making decisions and making choices come, like I can only make those confidently when I have the knowledge to be able to make them. Otherwise, I'll just sit on something and won't ever decide because I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. So I really, that's why I signed up for six was because I was like, I want to be able to make decisions with confidence. And I had even asked you, like, I was like, you know, my goal is not really six figure private practice, but I, because like I said, I'm small on purpose. Um, that doesn't mean I would love if it happened, but, <laughs> but right now this is purposeful and very intentional. So I was like, I don't know if this is right for me, but even coming in as a small on purpose practice, it has been hugely helpful for me to be in that group. And um, just the community of the other Sixers. And I mean, 
Angela even called me, Angela's in that group. And she called me yesterday and we had a nice little like 45 minute chat about a business decision she was making. And, um, like we, we're, we're crew, you know, like we know each other's businesses and, um, we know how to help each other and encourage one another. And, um, then we have our weekly zoom nights on Mondays that just kind of what it is, is it's kept me in a business mindset where I not so much that it's overwhelming and I'm working all the time, but just kind of keeping me in this mindset of, of growth and business tasks so that I can actually see that I'm thinking as a business owner and as a CEO, which I wasn't really doing before. It was kind of like, I'd come to work, do my thing. And then I'd go home and be with my kids, which is, I still do. But I just am kind of more consistently thinking about my business, which in a, in a very intentional way. Um, and so I have learned, I've already learned, I mean, we've only been doing this, what, February, March. Yeah. And I've already learned so much about hiring and insurance and, uh, you know, accounting things, like all those things that I'm not like awesome at. <laughs> And, um, it's just kind of filled in those holes for the things that I didn't know already. And I mean, we still have several months to go. So the community aspect in particular has been really, really great. And the access to the mentors, because as you're doing this, you know, you have a million questions. I mean, they just, they just come up all the time. So I constantly knowing that I have this group of people that it's okay. If I ask those questions, like, it's not like I'm burdening them or I'm taking all their time or like, no, they're there on purpose for this reason. So ask away, you know, and um, that has just been been so, so helpful for me. Well, it's important to have new communities when you're ready for them, right? So, yes. I, you know, having a, a community for beginners is great for beginners, right? But once you're kind of no longer a beginner, you do need to shift in and be amongst other people who are really at that next phase for you, right? So so the whole reason why I started Six Figure Private Practice is for to support people who are really at the growth phase, So right? So people who are, who are working on hiring, who are working on, you know, diversifying their income or, or, you know, growing it, getting those systems in place. And just like you talked about becoming the CEO of your business and really making those big decisions. And you do need other people who are also kind of either wrestling with those decisions or, or a few steps ahead of you and have already made them to, you know, have another set of eyes on your business or to be a sounding board. So it's a really great community. And Kelsey, I'm so glad that yeah. you're in it. Because again, it really is what people need, right? There are different legs of the private practice journey. Right. And so, you know, start your private practice is really for that first leg. And then six figure private practice is really for the second leg. And so I'm really, really happy to have you in it. So my next question is, you know, I know that you're you're doing your private practice on on purpose and you know, keeping it kind of smaller, but you know, you might be hiring somebody to fill in this other time. What do you see as you know possibility for down the road? Right. You mentioned like some goals and whatnot. And again, as your kids are starting to get older, you know, what do you think that your practice might look like, let's say five years from now? Yeah, that is a great question. (laughs) 
Um, I ask myself this uh, pretty much every day because um, I am I'm a dreamer. OK, that's just my husband is like, oh, my gosh, like oh, here's another idea. Huh? Like he's just fully supportive and encouraging. But I just bring him ideas and dreams constantly. And so I've got a million ideas for what this could look like. I would I would really love our my community does not have a multidisciplinary brick and mortar practice. And and by that, I just mean a actual location where somebody can come and get multiple services. It's a very, oh my goodness, this area is exploding with population, just people moving here left and right. Um, And so I really feel like our town needs that. We need more providers and we need providers that are working together as a team to support our community. Um, we also don't have a space that is um, really sensory-minded so far as like a, a sensory gym. And, and that's really my thing. You know, I, I strive to be a sensory-minded SLP. And so just like a place, a, a clinic, you know, with skilled clinicians that where kiddos can come with sensory differences and have a sensory-minded SLP and just that hub. I don't know. I've got that. I've got this vision for this hub um, f- to support families. And so I would love to do that. Commercial real estate is extremely slim here. So I'm sitting there right now because I don't want to take on all the overhead in this season. Um, and I don't want to take on hours in this season. <laughs> um, but I do think that that is something that all end up pursuing as my kiddos continue to get older. That would be the hope. But really, you know, just every, you know, I I dream about those things and I look forward to those things, but I really walk into every day thinking, yes, I would love to pursue that. And maybe someday I'll get to, maybe the door will open and maybe the Lord will just open up all the doors that need to make that happen. But in this time, I know I can be faithful and true to the families that I'm currently serving. And so I just walk into every day, just trying to be a vessel of goodness and a vessel of love and kindness. And just in my current circumstances, even though I've got this little one room office, you know, that shares a wall with a CPA that I know can hear every word I'm saying. (laughs) And, you know, I have, oh man, You know, I, when you're working with peds, there's just there's just no telling what's going to happen um, every day. So lots of things have happened there, and it's not the ideal situation. Obviously, I would love for to have my own brick and mortar clinic, and but I just always try to sit in gratitude for what I've currently been given, and just look at my current circumstances and think, okay. Yes, I want to get there, but this is where I'm at right now. So how can I be the best therapist and human <laughs> um, in, in what I currently have and with what I'm currently working with? Um, and I have to do that because otherwise, Dreamer Kelsey will start to think that, you know, I'll start to pull out my measuring sticks for success. And when I'm dreaming, I'll start to think, oh, well, if that's the dream, then what I'm doing right now isn't successful or isn't good enough. And I have to really ground myself back out and remember my why and chug towards the dreams. Yes. But be faithful with what I have right now. I love that. 
I love that you're talking about, again, like success and, you know, that success, you know, just to not necessarily look at those other, you know, people or practices or whatever, but just be successful where you are. You know, you'll always find the way to where you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, You know, one of the things I say all the time is to trust the timing of your life. And sometimes you actually said that to me. Yeah, I I say it a lot. (laughs) You said it to me. Right. Yes. It's about, you know, um, sometimes we want to either hurry things along mm-hmm. or sometimes we say, oh, I just can't focus on that right now. And, you know, I'm I'm one of these people who thinks that, that everything happens for a reason and that, you know, what, things will work out when they're supposed to work out. So, you know, I'm just so excited that, you know, that you and I found each other and that, you know, yeah. we've been able to you know, help, help you really, you know, through this season of your life and I'll, I'll be there for, you know, next season two, mm-hmm. um, seat for uh season two of, uh, Kelsey's private practice or <laughs> yeah. whatever, right. but, but I'm just so proud of you for doing what you want to do and for doing for the families that you work with, the clients that you work with, you know, your own kids, you know, your husband, everything else. I think that it's awesome. And I'm just so, so proud of you and excited to see what happens next, you know, even if what happens next is that you just, you know, continue doing mm-hmm. what is already successful. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm super, super grateful. I, I throw out like Jenna's name. It's so funny because I don't really know you, but I feel like I know you because <laughs> I've seen your name in my, your name's been very present in my life for now three years. So, um, I'm just super grateful for that you chased a dream and that you put this together. Um, it's just been, I have definitely been a recipient of, of your pursuit. So, um, I really appreciate all that you do. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for all the help you've given me. It's made a huge difference for sure. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being on the podcast and for sharing your story with our listeners. I'm sure that there are people listening who either have young kids or thinking about having kids soon. And they, they have this private practice dream, but aren't quite sure how it's going to shake out. So, you know, listen to what Kelsey said about designing a practice that works for your life and for your family and for the season of your life. And, you know, see if you can do it just like she's doing it because she's doing a great job. You're doing a great job, Kelsey. Keep going. Thank you. So don't you just love Kelsey? I love her energy. I love her drive. And most of all, I love her dedication to her family and how she is using private practice as a vehicle to take control of her professional, personal, and her financial life while helping herself and her family. Kelsey is a rock star, and I am so, so proud of her. I mentioned earlier in the episode that Kelsey has been with me for her entire private practice journey, from when she first joined Start Your Private Practice, my beginner program, to when she joined my higher level program, Six Figure Private Practice, to take things to the next level. Enrollment for Six Figure Private Practice is coming up. So if you are already an established private practitioner, and you need help with increasing your income, hiring a terrific team, getting systems in place, and truly becoming the CEO of your company, come join Kelsey and me and other private practitioners who are in growth mode. Head over to sixfigureprivatepractice.com to learn more. 
Now, this is for people who already have established private practices and are earning at least $2,000 per month in their private practice. If you are not there yet, you will be there one day. But first, let's get you into my free webinar for beginners, which can be found at startyourprivatepractice.com backslash webinar. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to helping you at different levels along your private practice journey, just like I've done with Kelsey. So stay tuned next week for another episode. And until then, remember that private practice is the best way to get more freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, and financial abundance. And if you want help to get started, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at independent clinician. Talk soon and see you next week had been toying with the idea of starting a private practice for some time now. So even being a full-time working mom, it was really nice to have a system that was all set up for me. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch. And I was able to land a client within about the first week and a half of me going public with my private practice. So now I have 12 clients. It is such an invigorating and amazing experience. If you want help to start your speech therapy private practice, then head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist so that you will be notified as soon as we reopen the doors to the Start Your Private Practice system. Again, that's startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.